Nasiv Shalom Pashas Nasai. This year is Le'ilu Nishmas, my father, Rabbi Chilun Sien, Ben Reb Dave, and my mother, Mindel Bas Rabbi Yisrael. Everybody wants to be able to be a source of blessing to other people. You want to bless your children, you want to bless a chasen kala, you want to bless a friend. We always bless, we're always benching other people, right? Now the question really is, how does blessing work? In other words, a person goes to Rosh Hashanah, it says everything is ktsuvim, everything is set on Rosh Hashanah, how much money he's going to make, how much everything is going to, it's all set for him. Then comes along a friend of his, or a rav, or a tzaddik, or a kayin, by berchus kehanim, somebody comes and says, you should make a lot of money, you should be gebenched, you should have nachas from your kids, you should be gebenched, you should be blessed. And all of a sudden, it tilts in Shemayim, and because somebody said those words, or has that feeling, that person gets more, how does this make any sense? You ever think about that? We're always going for brachas. We go for brachas. But how does it work? So the Nesiva Shalom really breaks down what blessing is, how it works, and how you can be a source of blessing to other people. Now, just take a step back. It has nothing to do with how big of a tzaddik you are. Of course, probably a bigger tzaddik is a bigger bracha. But the fact is, every person on your level... You, you have a very, you, you know, it's a powerful thing. You can bless someone and enhance their lives. And there's a way to do it. There's a tool that increases your ability to do it. And that's a very cool thing to have, to be a source of blessing. Avram Avinu was a source of blessing. It says whoever touched Avram Avinu was blessed. His, his radiance, his shine, his vibe was so great. His energy was so great even whoever saw him became benched. You imagine the power that a person has. So you can be that that person. You can be that person for your friends, for your family, for your. Isn't it cool? It's very. It's a power. It's a superpower. But it is a spiritual superpower that really doesn't make any sense in this world. If you don't believe in in Hashem and if you don't believe in spirituality, and you just think that uh, this is all Big Bang. How does telling somebody, I bless you, that you should, what does it mean? What does it do for that person? Nothing. And we believe in Ruchnius, but still, why does me caring about you and blessing you change your life, change what you were supposed to get as prescribed on Rosh Hashanah by Hashem? So I think that an additional to learning Torah, I think is a very cool concept. And that's why we're going to learn it today. How you can be a source of bracha to the world, to anybody you want. Now, he brings down the following. We have a problem, a fundamental problem. Every bracha that we make goes like this. Baruch Hashem, blessed are you Hashem, Elokeinu Melech Ha'olam, Lord of the Universe, King of the Universe, Asher Kedishanu B'Mitzvah you commanded us with your mitzvahs, with your command. You made us holy with your commandments, vitzivanu, and you commanded us to blah blah blah. Lehalik nershal shabbos, al notilas yadayim, al mitzvah tzitzis. That's that's the prescription. That's the set way that brachas work. All of a sudden, we have something called berchas kehanim. The kehanim get up, and they're going to give a bracha to Klal Yisrael to the people, right? And they say, Baruch Atah Hashem, good. Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, good. Asher Kedishanu B'me... Well, we stick something in the middle. 
with the holiness of Aaron. What does that mean? Where is that coming in? Why are we sticking in words? I love the Nesiva Shalom because he asks basic fundamental questions that every fourth grader should be able to ask. And it's sad that sometimes kids ask questions and parents or educators, instead of saying, wow, what a brilliant question, let me find out about it. Sometimes they say, oh, stop it with your questions. Wait, wait, what are you asking? You look at Nesiva Shalom on Chumash, anything. He starts off with 10 Questions that are simple, not Kabbalah, Kabbalistically questions. Very simple question. Hey, Dad, a four-year-old can ask, fourth grader, whatever, why do we add in these words? And every father will be like, uh, shut up, kid. Is added, and then mitzivanu, levarech Yisrael. But then all of a sudden, be'ahava, Another word, extra word, with love. Doesn't say, What is Levarech Asama Yisrael? That's the mitzvah. That's the mitzvah. What's Be'ahava? Pashib Shad is that it's telling you, do this with love. I don't even know what that means. Do this with Simcha means do it with a happy heart. Do this with love. Do it with a loving heart. Uh, that's that's like a tanai in the mitzvah. It's an enhancement of the mitzvah. But but is it part of the mitzvah? If it's not part of the mitzvah, why is it included in the bracha? It's not the essence of the mitzvah. It doesn't say shekedeshanu mitzvaysa v'tzivanu al netilas lulav and tell you all the different halachas of the lulav al netilas dalad minim that should be kosher and checked by your rabbi and it should come like don't tell me details in the in the Actual bracha. We never do that. There's probably other good examples. Alachilas matzah bekezayis. We don't add in. So what is this ahava? Is that a chilek of the mitzvah? It shouldn't say it. Is it a tanai in the mitzvah? A condition? Maybe. But it still shouldn't say it because every every mitzvah has a tanai. Lahadak ne'er shalchanaka has a tanai. What time? How high? How low? You don't put the tanai, the conditions of the mitzvah into the bracha. So what, what does it mean? I love this question again. Fundamental, easy questions that are going to reveal a whole revelation of what these actual little words mean when you delve into it together with me as we go through the Nesiva Shalom. That's his questions. Why does it say, And the second question is, You're supposed to bench them with love. It's true that it's a, it has to be done out of love. As the Zayar HaKadosh says, that a Kayin that doesn't love the people in the crowd, or the crowd doesn't love the Kayin, he should not do Bechus Kayanim. Imagine you're in a fight with a guy, you hate his guts, he hates you, whatever it is, or it doesn't say hatred, not love, you just don't, he doesn't love you, you don't love him. He should not get up for Bichas Kehanim. That's, that's what it says. So yes, it's a condition. In order for me to bless you, I have to love you. I have to have feelings of love towards you. Or at least not negative, and at least to love you because you're a Jew. And, and, but he says, fine, but that's a, that's a, that's one of the, it's true, it's a condition. Umadua nikva zois bin nusach habracha. But why is it in the nusach of the bracha? Right? It's one of the dinim of the mitzvah. 
you know, you have to wear your pants. You can't come not, not dressed theistic to, to, you're gonna put that in there also, all the dinam of the mitzvah. It's not, it's one of the dinam mitzvah. Now listen to this. Here we go. He's gonna explain the concept of bracha, the concept of blessing in the world that we, until now, took as matter of fact. Of course, you go to a, a Rav, you go a Rebbe, a Chacham, a friend, you go to a Chasana. What do you tell a Chasana Kala? Mazel tov, you should be zoicha to build a bayis namun b'Yisrael. Why does that do anything? He's going to explain it. The way that God created the world, it's, just, it's like a person who decides to make a video game, a computer game. It starts off black. And then you start creating the rules of your computer game. Hashem had no world. He decided to create a universe, but he did it with certain rules. He built it with certain, certain qualities. He made, he made it with, with Asian, Mayim, and Ruach. He, he designed it. It's designed very, very well. And there's an, a natural order to the world that he created. And that's that every single thing has to come from a mashpia and a makabal. Something is giving, and the other thing is receiving. Just like the creation of a person comes from the parents or a man and a woman, one is giving and the other one is receiving. Mashpia and a makabal creates a person, and all living creatures, the same system. Why does it have to be that way? Because everything that's created and everything in the world that has shefa, that has life and that has sustenance is done the same way. All the things that are the flowers, gardens, there's also something is being mashpia into the ground. There's rain and there's sun. They are being mashpia, they are giving over shefa, they are, there's a better word for it, I can't think of it right now, they are giving over from their energy. And the land, mekabelas, is receiving, and that's how the seed can grow. This is, this is already Kabbalistic, we would, we would have no way of knowing this. But the kesher, the connection between all of the creations in the world, we said that in order for anything to happen, there has to be a mashpia and a makabal, but what connects them? The connection between them is midas ahava, through the mida, the trait of love. Everything in the world, the man and the woman who make a child, they're connecting, he's a mashpia, she's a makabal, what's the connection? Love. Now, I wouldn't know this about the sun and the rain, that their connection to the ground, it's very far away from them, and it's really nothing personal. It's just kind of what we do. We're just sunny, and we're just rainy. But yet, he's saying, and this is Kabbalistically, that it is midas ahava. And this goes into the Pasuk that says in Tehillim, Ki omarti Hashem says, I said, Oilam chesed yibane. Hashem gave us a little bit of a clue to the recipe that he created the world with something called chesed. What is chesed? Graciousness. Chesed. Chesed is what you do for something or someone that they don't earn it. They don't deserve it. If you work and you're supposed to get paid a thousand dollars a week and you, and you get paid, that's not chesed. Chesed is extra. Chesed is 
above and beyond. Hashem says, I created when I made this computer program called Earth, Project World, which has a 6,000 year, um, you know, that's, that's the time, timeline of it. And then I created all these different things in the universe and I created this, ooh, let's make them warm. <laughs> let's make a sun. He did all of this. That's, that's his computer. But I'm telling you, I did it out of chesed. The creation and the building of the world is al yidei midas ahava shal yoda hakesher Love is chesed. Because I love you, I want to do extra for you. Otherwise, it's a business deal. What, what makes somebody do chesed with someone is I care about you comes from love. Now, if you give, let's say, a dollar to a homeless person, it doesn't mean you love him. But you're doing chesed because if you dig down, that means the chesed is channeled through a love of humanity, a caring of humanity. Caring comes from love. So sometimes we think of love as a romantic love, which it is, a parental love to a child, which is which which is unconditional and unbreakable, which is true. But every little thing that you do for somebody that's extra, it's coming from a shirish of love that's watered down because you don't know them, but they're a human or they're a Jew. We're very charitable to people who are Jewish because we feel connected. We're a family, a, a family member. Maybe, maybe it's a second cousin and they grew up in a different country. So there's no relationship love between you and them. And yet you'll want to, if you if you find out that they need money, you'll give more than to a stranger because there's a, a it, the love is stronger. That's the basis of everything. That's actually the Torah tells us that you're not allowed to ignore your family members in pain because you have you have an achrayas to it because whether you know them or not, or whether you like them it, or not, it's there's a love connection because they're your cousin. Yeah, I guess if you you could undo that if you don't if you don't. Get along, maybe I don't know. But the Torah says, "Mibsarcha altis alim," which means from your relatives, you're not allowed to ignore. So there's a mitzvah to give money to poor people, and if you see a poor person, it's a bigger chiyuv on you. And aniye ircha, somebody who's in your city lives there more. But if you ignore giving money to someone in your family that needs money, it's a lav in the Torah. You did an avera. You did a sin. You're going to get punished for that. Rabbi Shmuel Kamenetsky Shlita Shashiva said to me that the same thing is with any need. It's not just financial. If there's, you know, there are people who are sick in the hospital and you can visit them or you can WhatsApp them or text them and make their day and visit them and do, do a mitzvah, right? But there's so many people. Some people say, some people do it actually. Some people actually, part of the day, you know, like the Heilig Tzadik or Barry Levine, I just read his book. It's unbelievable what he did. He went to visit lepers. He went to visit people that nobody wanted to visit to make put a smile on somebody's face, to make people happy. So, yeah, some people do it. But it's not a love in the Torah that you ignored that there are people in the hospital right now that you don't know. But if it's Mibsarcha, if it's your family, and they're missing something, whether it's money, or if they're sick, to visit them. Achnasa, um, um, the other one, yeah. Mavaka right? Or if it's that they're emotionally in pain, you have a chiv, chiv in the Torah, not to ignore them. You know that they're depressed, or they're going through a hard time, 
and you don't make contact with them. You feel uncomfortable. A lav in the Torah, you got punished just like a lot of other lavim. Other lavim, are you, at least you get some pleasure from. You can say, I enjoyed this avera. What, what enjoyment do you have by just ignoring the plight of your relatives? Anything. If they need money, they're making chasana, bar mitzvah, they have a problem at home, they need money, they need help, they need cooking, and you ignore your family? It's a lav in the Torah. Very, very frightening. We have to really be super careful. Anyway, the bottom line is that the world was created through love. So there's super love, and then there's other things where you care about, or you should care about, or you must care about, but the care is is coming from love. Not coming from hate, it's coming from love. And that's the way the world was created, that love connects the mashpia and the makabal, and that's what makes things grow. Again, we would never be able to understand that the connection that's connecting the sun and the rain to the earth to create a tree or a flower or grass that that's love. So we're gonna, we're just gonna go with him that he understood that that's part of the way the world works. But certainly we do understand physically that he's right, that we could understand that, that the connection to create a child is supposed to be a, a, a an attraction. Maybe it's, uh, hopefully it's love. But even again, even if it's not love, it's not hate. It's coming from some kind of a connection between them that connects them, mashpia and the makabo. Just like by physical, in the world, that everything is built up and sustained and created through Mashbiyah Makabal, which is through connection of Ahava. Kach, Gam, Kain, Gam, also, Ha'anyonim, Ha'ruchniyim, spiritual concepts, Heimrak al Yideh Mashbiyah Umakabal. Also, any growth that's happening spiritually is through a mashpia, a giver, and a makabal, and a, and a receiver. Listen to these words. A person cannot grow and accept any comprehension in ruchnius, any spiritual growth, bilti al mashpia. Only through someone who's giving you that knowledge, giving you that, that lesson to learn. A person can't grow without the mashpia. And the kesher, the connection between the mashpi and the makabo, is al is through love. Now, that means, again, like I said before, sometimes a, a parent is able to mamish feel that tremendous ava to their child, and of course you see it, or Rebbe, that his prized student, but sometimes the relationship between the parent and the child is watered down, usually because of a, of a problem, usually the child puts up a wall or there's issues. And many times there's a, a wall between the Rebbe and the child that he just doesn't have that 100% love. But but any bit that there is, even if it's diluted, it's coming from the world of love. Now, it's interesting that he doesn't say it here, because he really should. In the Sivei Chinuch, written by the Nesivei Shalom, he says, with this concept... He says that the amount that a child will grow in the classroom depends on the love that the Rebbe has for the child. It's not just information that we're giving over to the child. We're giving over to make them from, to make them love Hashem, to become Erlich. It could be you'll give over information without love, and it could be that the child will get a hundred on the test on information, but he's not your Talmud. You're not his Rebbe. You didn't fix them on the inside. The real growing of a child in a classroom 
it depends on the love that, a, that the Rebbe has for the child. Then the information, he'll get 100, maybe he'll get a 70, maybe he'll get a 50, because there's reasons why kids don't do well on tests. I know a kid that actually had a problem, some kind of a problem taking tests. He would always, the night before, get a 100 in practicing with his tutor, and in school he would fail. There's other kids that maybe have learning disabilities. Maybe the, maybe other kids are smarter, they remember more. They're smarter, they're not as smart. We're not talking about the mark. Because even if you get a hundred, it's nothing if the Rebbe doesn't have this midah of Ahava to instill a new Yiddishkeit. Through the learning of the Chaymer, of the material, but inside is much more, the connection. And it could be a student is not that smart, he's only going to get a 70. But it could be on the connection, Nuruchniistic level, it's a hundred percent. And he's, he's, he's connected to you with that Ahava, and you'll see 20 years later a very big difference. The one who got a hundred, but the Rebbe didn't like, he could be, he's not going to be from, or he's just, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't grow from that Shefa, he didn't, uh, of that year, he didn't, he didn't grow. And the one who struggled for whatever reason, maybe he wasn't feeling well, maybe he was sick, maybe he was down, but he felt that connection from the Rebbe, then he's going to be, he got that year, a year of Chinuch, a real Chinuch, of instilling that connection of that year to the Rebbe. Says the Nesiv Shalom these words, Viragelani, and I am ruggle, I am used to, I constantly ask the Rabbeim, he was a Rosh Hashiva, he had a Yeshiva, I ask the Rebbe how much they love each child, how, how much feelings of love they have for each child, and from that I know how well the child is doing. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Again, not doing in tests, doing for real. Sometimes you have a kid who's totally disconnected, but he's very smart, Rebbe doesn't like him, or he doesn't like the Rebbe. He's not, he's not steiging, but he's brilliant. He knows everything. He gets a hundred on a test. Everybody's very happy. He didn't steig that year. There was the chef and the makabal, the love, the hava wasn't there. Again, we have to have tests in order, because we don't know how to judge. But that's really not what it's about. It's about effort. It's about connection. What, 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 a, what a kid in fourth grade, in third grade, in fifth grade, in eighth grade, in any grade, is going to be when he's an adult is the Shefa, he's going to get a whole year from that Rebbe who loves him at 100% that every year, that's going to make the best adult, regardless of how he does on the tests. Uh, we need to do tests in order to know, actually, the real Mechanchim don't need tests. The real Mechanchim, they know how to judge and they understand that this kid who got an 80 tried 10 times harder than the kid who got 100 and they are able to now, especially people know Nefesh Adam, a lot of Rabbeim, they, of Rebbe's, they're heroes. They take lessons and they work on it. It's not like 50 years ago. You got a 100, good. You got a 70, you're an idiot. No. They're able to really understand a little bit to be like Hashem that judges effort. In my Sefer, GPS, Navigation for Your Soul, I talk about that. That that really, the problem is, in the chinuch of our children, is that they're brought up in an education system that judges lemaisa, judges facts, not effort. But in the world, Hashem judges effort, not reality. So we kind of train them to think that if they're not going to get a hundred on the test, even if they tried really hard, that it doesn't count. But in Hashem's world, He's judging only the effort. If Hashem was judging, was marking the tests, not by, you know, let's say there's ten questions, and each one's worth ten points. The kid who got all ten right might get a fifty. He didn't really try. He just happens to be very smart and he, and he just chaps and he knows. 
There are some smart kids in the world. And then the one who gets a fit, only, only five right might get a hundred. Because he cared and he tried and, and he has a learning disability or he has something going on that he can't think right now or whatever. Hashem judges effort. And part of the problem of our chinuch system, and I'm not criticizing it because it kind of needs to be that way because we're, we're not Hashem and we're not a Navi. We have no way of knowing how much effort that a person put in or not. So we have to go by, by tachlis. But it's foolish to think that that is actually meaningful. And a lot of Rabbeim are really, really changing that they understand this kid's going through a hard time. We just had yesterday here in group where there's a girl who was emotionally and psychiatrically sick in eighth grade. She hardly was in school. She was in the, in the, in the psych ward. She tried to hurt herself, tried to kill herself. She went through a very hard time. And she didn't really show up. She didn't do tests. And they gave her full access to the graduation. She graduated Mamish like everyone else. They didn't hold it against her. Now, really, it's a chiddush. Because five years ago, ten years ago, for sure, it wouldn't have happened. They would, they would have said, listen, she didn't show up. How can we graduate her? She didn't take tests. She didn't take a test. How can I graduate her? She wasn't here. But Lamaisa, now we're beginning to understand the emotional and psychological and psychiatric pain and difficulty and challenge is just as real as physical. And what would be if it was physical? Dover Pashat. In other words, whoever thought it's a Chiddush, and a lot of people say, really? Graduated her even though she didn't come just because she's trying to kill herself and she's, she, you know, and, and she's not Sneas anymore and she's not so firm anymore and she's struggling. How could you graduate her? How could you just put a cap and gown and say, oh, you're one of us? But if it was physical illness, it's Dover Pashat. A kid who Nabuch gets cancer or any illness in eighth grade and therefore cannot show up Nobody's going to say, you're not graduating. So sorry about your, you know, cancer, but you, you didn't show up, you didn't do well, you didn't function well, you're not behaving properly, we're not, we're not, we're not graduating you. No. So what's changing is that we're realizing the value that it doesn't matter what's breaking somebody. It doesn't mean that they're any less worthy if they're, if, if they're physically ill or if they're emotionally, psychologically, spiritually ill. Back to what he says. Viragelani, and I am I am used to, I'm consistently asking the parents, the, the Rabbeim, you can do it for parents also. They ask the Rabbeim, how much do you love each kid? And I know how they're doing. I know how their neshama is growing that year. Not the test mark. It might affect the test mark, true, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about when you're a fourth grade Rebbe, a fifth grade Rebbe, you have a job that that kid has to grow that year a certain amount. Just like you understand he has to study a certain curriculum. You have to get him ready to be able to read. You have to get him learn Mishnayis, get him ready for Gemara, teach him Gemara. That's the curriculum. But internally, in order to be an adult, a from happy, successful adult, there's a curriculum of Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama, which please watch my shiurim that I learned say for Nesivichinuch, um, is about that. I don't want to waste too much time on that. I don't mean waste, I think it's important, but we'll get back to this, what we're saying. So he says, I could tell if the Rebbe's being mashpia properly on this kid, and he's a makabo, based on how much the Rebbe loves the child. This is the concept of Amshachas Abracha. We're going to continue next time.